Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? What's up, everyone? My name is Najee Adams, and I'm one half of the dynamic hosting duo of the Hoopball Nets podcast right here in the Hoopball Podcast Network. Myself, along with my best friend, Hunter Jacobs, cover everything about New York's best basketball team. Sorry, Knicks fans. Join us as we journey into a new era of Nets basketball with superstars Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant while having a whole lot of fun along the way. As your one-stop shop for all things Nets, we've got it all. From their title odds next season, all the way to what we think their NBA 2K rating should be. Just two native New Yorkers talking about Brooklyn hoops. What could be better? Swing us a follow at Hoopball Nets on Twitter and subscribe to the show everywhere that podcast can be found. We've got Brooklyn Grit. Come show us you do too. Hey there, Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast listeners. There are tons of VPN providers out there. You've probably heard of a few of them, and some of you may have even used a VPN before. But I like to do research on my sponsors, and I only recommend brands to my listeners that I believe in. I can say with full confidence that ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. Here's why. ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Lots of really cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to ad companies. ExpressVPN developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes it impossible for their service to log any of your info. Second is speed. I've tried lots of VPNs in the past. Many slow your connection down or make your device sluggish. I've been using ExpressVPN for the past three months, and my internet speeds are blazing fast. Even when I connect to servers thousands of miles away, I can still stream HD-quality videos with zero lag. The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from other VPNs is how easy it is to use. Unlike other VPNs, you do not have to input or program anything. You just fire up the app and click one button to connect. It's so easy, even your grandparents could do it. Full disclosure, I don't think my grandmother can do it. She can barely use the contacts function on her cell phone. Anyways, so protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust. Use my link, expressvpn.com slash hoopball today, and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash hoopball. Visit expressvpn.com slash hoopball to learn more. Now, on with the show. The following is a hoopball presentation. Welcome back to the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast here on the Hoopball Network. We are brought to you by MyBookie, ExpressVPN, and Manscaped. So I want to thank all of our sponsors that make every show that we do here on the Hoopball Network possible. I am Greg Moraz, the host of this program, and look, I got to tell you, I've been a little bit depressed lately. Not seriously, like in all retrospect, I'm totally fine. But when it comes to NBA free agency, I'm a little bit down in the dumps. I'm seeing all these teams making all these moves, the Atlanta Hawks, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Oklahoma City Thunder, just stacking themselves with first-round draft picks, and the Bulls aren't doing anything. Now, let me make it clear to everybody out there that's listening, I don't have a problem that the Bulls aren't doing anything. I just wish that they were doing something. They did do something, and that is signing veteran guard Garrett Temple to a one-year, $5 million contract. Now, Garrett Temple is a guy that gives you an idea of where the Bulls are going to be going 
next year. Because right now, your true point guard situation, and look, Garrett Temple's a guy that can play anywhere from the one to the three. He's a 6'5 guard. He has never had a year where he's averaged over three assists per game. Last year in Brooklyn, coming off the bench, he averaged 2.5 assists per game. He had his best scoring numbers at 10.3 points per game. But basically, Garrett Temple is Chris Dunn, a more experienced Chris Dunn, and a Chris Dunn that you did not have to sign to a multi-year contract. Garrett Temple is the dictionary definition of a journeyman. He has played, and not in this order, nine games with Milwaukee, nine games with Houston, 12 games with Charlotte. Those are over the span of single seasons. 26 games with the Clippers, 49 games with the Grizzlies, 62 games with the Nets, and then two seasons with the Spurs, three seasons spread across two stints with the Sacramento Kings, and most notably, he played four seasons with the Washington Wizards. Now, I think a lot of people probably see Garrett Temple as a guy that is going to slot in as a bench guard, maybe somebody that can fit in as a number three and occasionally handle the ball. But Garrett Temple, at age 34, he'll be 35 come May of next year, this is a guy that is going to end up being your bench point guard. Tomas Sadoransky, I think, at this point, is going to end up as your starting point guard. You're paying him $10 million, and more than likely, you're not going to be able to move him. Sadoransky had a 5.4 assist total last year with the Bulls, the best of his career, in 65 games, 64 starts. The year before with the Washington Wizards, he had a 5.0 assist total, scoring 8.9 points per game. So by all accounts, Tomas Sadoransky had his best year in terms of his averages with the Bulls in 2019-2020. I think he's your starting point guard for this upcoming season. Is he your long-term point guard? No. Do you have an established veteran at this point in Garrett Temple that can handle some of those duties? Yes. Also, keep in mind that the Bulls also want to use Kobe White in the point guard role. They also have Devon Dodson, who they signed as an undrafted free agent out of Kansas. They want to use him in that role as well. So I think that the Bulls deciding to go out and get a one-year guy in Garrett Temple to solidify depth at that position is not a bad thing. Now, let's talk about what's going on with Chris Dunn. Because I think by not extending a qualifying offer the Bulls have effectively said we're moving on from Chris Dunn. So I think that while Chris Dunn is probably not going to end up returning to the Bulls, rumor has it that he's supposed to go to the Atlanta Hawks, and rumor has it he's going to sign a two-year, $10 million contract there, they didn't want to sign Chris Dunn to a one-year deal. They didn't see Chris Dunn as a franchise solution moving forward, which is why the Bulls decided that they're going to sign Garrett Temple for one year. They only need to pay Tomas Sadoransky for one more year. And they're going to try and see what they have in Devon Dodson and whether or not he is going to end up as the guy moving forward. What you're going to see is the 2020-21 Bulls as a let's throw what goes at the wall and see what sticks. But meanwhile, have competent veterans that can run the position when you're trying to win basketball games. So I don't necessarily blame the Bulls for being as quiet as they are. They want to be able to 
work with what they've got and be able to see what they have before they make big franchise decisions moving forward. I equate this to the one-year grace evaluation period. You have a brand-new coach, a brand-new front office, but a roster that is, for the most part, the same. You've got expiring contracts in Otto Porter Jr., Tomas Sadoransky, and Thaddeus Young, along with Cristiano Felicio, that are coming off of the books after this upcoming season. If one of those four has a good enough performance to warrant a trade to somebody that needs an extra big or an extra small forward or an extra point guard, then the Bulls are going to be able to pick up an asset for those guys. But right now, they don't really have much leverage to trade any of these guys, and they don't want to take on more money. What has become abundantly clear through the trades that have happened with other teams this offseason and the Bulls' lack of action during the free agency period is that they don't believe that any of their current assets are worth the return that they're currently being offered for. This is an organization that's going to try and maximize the return on all of their assets. And currently, there is no reason to think that they're going to get the type of net back for an Otto Porter Jr. or a Tomas Sadoransky or a Thad Young, certainly not for a Cristiano Felicio, that they would have otherwise. And so to me, I look at what the Bulls are doing and saying they're going to roll out the ball and play with the roster that they have and then wait until next offseason when it's abundantly clear that the guys that you currently have on expiring contracts after this year are not going to be a part of the roster going forward into 2021 and beyond. And maybe for some of those guys, I think in particular with a Tomas Sadoransky, it gives you an idea upon whether or not they may be worth keeping in the future. I don't think Tomas Sadoransky at $10 million at this point in his career arc is somebody that you're going to want to have around for the next four to five years. That's just not the way that this works. It's hard to get speculative in regards to anything else going on with the Chicago Bulls, but let's try and do a little speculation after this commercial break. You're listening to the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast on the Hoop Ball Network. All right, friends, it's Hoop Ball promo time. This is a huge, huge week for everyone at Hoop Ball because all of our 2020-2021 NBA season products are finally for sale. Stick with us here because there's a lot to go over, but we almost never push our Hoop Ball products, and this is the window during the year where we need to power the engine. Here's what's out. The Draft Guide. This is our flagship, our shining beacon, the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. Our guys went 400 players deep again this year. A future access pass to the Brewski 150 is also out. If you don't know the Brewski 150, you need to know now. It's the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years. And new for this year, Hoopball is unveiling our monthly membership plans. I'll try to keep this part as short as I can. We have the Fantasy Pass, which includes the Draft Guide, the Brewski 150, the also-new DFS Pass, and all of our in-season premium tools. The DFS Pass is also available on its own, if that's your thing. We have the new Wager Pass for sports bettors who want picks and analysis, and we have the Hoop Ball 360. That sucker has all the stuff above, plus even earlier access to the Brewski 150. Head to hoop-ball.com or follow at HoopBallFantasy on Twitter now. 
now to learn more and to get yours. Welcome back to the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast. We don't really have a whole lot left for you today. It's a pretty short episode. I just wanted to check in, wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, and evaluate what the Bulls are going to end up doing moving forward. I don't see much changing for this team from now until the start of the season. The schedule is going to come out relatively soon. Training camp is going to start in less than a week from now. And the Bulls are going to have this core of guys that are going to start off the season. I find it interesting. Arturis Karnishevis waited until the very last opportunity, once the regular season was technically over, to be able to actually fire Jim Boylan, which is what they did. And remember, folks, Jim Boylan is still fired. I feel like I'm going to be kind of going around and around in circles for quite a while in regards to what is going to happen with this Bulls team and this season and their moves, and I may feel like I'm talking in circles, but just be advised that you're not going to see a whole lot of something for the rest of this offseason. The offseason is so short because of when they decided to start free agency and when they decided to start training camp. You're getting Patrick Williams and Devon Dodson, and Marco Seminovich is going to stay overseas for this year, so he's not a part of the equation. But Devon Dodson and Patrick Williams are going to be a part of this team. You got Garrett Temple. Those are three new guys. The guys that you've let go at this point are Chris Dunn and Shaq Harrison. That's it. Denzel Valentine is back. He accepted his qualifying offer, so he's back for at least one more year. Adam Makoka is back on a two-way contract, so you'll see a little bit of him. And everybody else in this roster is still under contract. And these are guys that you're not going to want to move, at least some of them. And the ones that you do want to move, you're not going to be able to move. So here's your roster. Devon Dodson, Kobe White, Laurie Markkinen, Patrick Williams, Daniel Gafford, Cristiano Felicio, Denzel Valentine, Tomas Sadaransky, Otto Porter, Thad Young, Chandler Hutchison, Ryan Archidiakono, Wendell Carter Jr., Luke Cornett, and Zach Levine. This is your 2020-2021 Chicago Bulls roster. And the top salaries on that roster, two of them are on expiring contracts. Actually, four of the five top Bulls salaries for this year are on expiring contracts. It is Otto Porter Jr. at $28.4 million. Zach Levine, who is not an expiring contract. Thaddeus Young at $13.5 million. Tomas Sadoransky at an even $10 million. And Cristiano Felicio at $7.5. The rookie salary for Patrick Williams is $7.068,360. So it's a little over $7 million, closer to $7.1 million than it is to $7 million. But that is what the salary is going to end up being for somebody that is a first-year NBA player. Accept it, understand it, and live with it. So training camp opens in about a week. And right now, this is the roster you have. There is not currently a schedule set for the 2020-2021 season. But once a schedule does come out, we will do a schedule analysis. Not that it really matters a whole lot. I feel like people do schedule analysis to be able to go through every game and say, 
well, Bunny, they're going to win here because of blah, 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 and they're going to lose here because they don't have the right matchup. That's not what I want to do. I want to give an evaluation of like certain blocks of the season and where I see the Bulls going from the first part of the year to the middle part of the year to the end of the year. And things can change dramatically. The Bulls' weakest part of their schedule was in the first two weeks of last season, and they lost a bunch of those games. The Golden State Warriors had the worst record in the NBA last year. They were 15-50. and 50. And two of the Warriors' 15 wins came against the Chicago Bulls because that is what the Bulls were under Jim Boylan, a team that would get out to a lead and then completely get blitzed in the third quarter. Didn't matter who they were playing. That just seems like that's what would happen in the Boylan era. Things are going to be a lot different under Billy Donovan. How he coaches this group of guys is going to be very interesting because It's really, at least in his time as an NBA coach, it's the youngest group of guys that he's had. He doesn't have a Russell Westbrook. He doesn't have a Kevin Durant. He doesn't have a James Harden. He has Zach Levine, Otto Porter Jr., and a bunch of other guys that are still four years and below in terms of their experience level. And I think that's okay with Billy Donovan. I think he believes in the vision and knows that What happens this year is not the end-all, be-all for his tenure with the Chicago Bulls. This is a long-term plan. You have to trust it and be able to understand that what goes on this season doesn't matter in the long-term scope of the Bulls, except, except for the development of the core four of Laurie Markkinen, Wendell Carter Jr., Zach Levine, and Kobe White. And I'll finish with this. As we'll talk about this many more times throughout the season, and I'm sure we're going to continue to talk about it in the weeks and the months to come, Laurie Markkinen is an unrestricted free agent after this upcoming season. You have to decide, based on what he does in his development this year, if he is going to be a part of your team moving forward the next four years, because that's pretty much the standard For all of these first-time free agents, you saw Bogdan Bogdanovich get a four-year, $72 million offer sheet from the Atlanta Hawks. The Kings did not match it. Laurie Markkinen is going to end up being a four-year player somewhere come next offseason. The question is, is he a four-year player in Chicago or somewhere else? And I think that gets determined based on his performance this year. Is he the Laurie Markkinen of his first two years where you could see progressive developments game by game and month by month? Or is he going to be the Laurie Markkinen of last year that had career-worst numbers in points per game, rebounds per game, and couldn't stay healthy? Time will tell, but I sincerely hope that it is the former and not the latter. And once we get into game shape, and once we see what this team is going to be like, in Billy Donovan's system on the floor, we'll have a better idea about how marketing gets used, how many minutes he plays, and what his role is relative to others on the team. And that, I think, will be the determining factor in regards to Laurie Markkinen's future in Chicago. This has been another edition of the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast, a production of the Hoop Ball Network. 
Have a very happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Make sure that you wish your friends a happy Thanksgiving. Say what you're thankful for. And as always, Go Bulls! This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.